Hey everyone, Tony Williams, both sides of the mask here. Just want to do a quick hit on a power chat talking about rule changes coming out. Looks like that we're going to have 17 rule changes, major rule changes that are going to be happening in the NCAA this year. Got instant replay that conferences can use if they would like. Going to see what that's going to do to the schools and the pay that they're going to be able to do with that. Out of the box, hitting the ball out of the box is going to change to a delayed dead ball. Take a look at those. Jump on the SUP site at arbitersports.com and you can find those rule changes in there. Another one that's going to be happening is conferences between players and players and also players and coaches. So make sure that you're making some room on your lineup card holders to be taking more notes. Going to be some interesting things that are happening. You'll also notice that the media format is not really in play anymore because all games are going to be played under that type of format. We've noticed that the games are going two and a half hours plus now, and we're finding a way to get our game sped back up. So 90 seconds between innings now. Going to be different on that account, but I think we're taking into account more games that are going to be on TV and things like that and the the time that we have in between innings speeding up a little bit. Um, so just take a look at them and see what's going on with this. Lots of things that are going on. But I posed a question on our podcast page about what would you guys like to hear from us? One of the suggestions was rules that covered what happens at first base and obstruction. So I ask, are we doing it just for NCAA or what rule set would you like? So the rule set that was picked was for the NCAA. The obstruction rule doesn't look like that it's changing for this new book that we're coming out of the major rule changes. There was nothing in that. So let's turn to um, the defense rule in our rule book. So if you don't know where that is, it's in rule nine. Obstruction is nine point something. 9.5, I believe, is what it is. So the obstruction occurs, and you can read the rule there on page 74 of the last year's rule book, and 9.5 is the obstruction rule. And you can see what's going on there and what can and can't happen. But let's look at something else. Let's go into the case book and look at something a little bit different that maybe you have seen and maybe you haven't seen. So let me open my case book on my phone and I'm going to turn it to um, AR 1231. And we are looking at the batter runner collides with the first baseman who is attempting to make a play on an errant throw up the line towards home plate. We would think that would be the most time that the case happens that an obstruction might be happening. Keep in mind, let's not cover running lane interference, anything like that. We're just going to be talking about obstruction at first base. So if the first baseman is not fielding an errant throw and is just in the way of first base, probably going to have something going on obstruction. Most of the time they got the foot on the base correctly and they're not having a problem and we're just looking at the obstruction rule maybe on an errant throw. So AR-1231 I read it, the, the batter runner collides with the first baseman who is attempting to make a play on an errant throw up the line towards home plate. The ruling will depend on whether the first baseman has possession of the ball when the collision happens. 
If the fielder steps to catch the errant throw and has possession of the ball in her glove or bare hand, this will not be obstruction. This is a result of a normal flow of the game, and the play should be ruled incidental contact with no effect. However, if on the same play the fielder steps into the runner's path and there is contact before she has possession of the ball, be it in her glove or in her bare hand, this will be ruled obstruction by the fielder. Note, the fielder is not protected as she would be if she were the first ba- if she was the first fielder fielding a batted ball. Let me read them one more time. The note, the fielder is not protected as she would be if she were the first fielder fielding a batted ball, which means the runner still has some sort of rights to get to the base because that's where she's supposed to be going. So the runner doesn't have to dodge her. But we have errant throws. There's wild throws. You see them at all levels, Division One, Division Two, Three, JUCO, NAIA. It is all happening in there. So really take a look at that. And does the contact happen before or does it happen after the fielder fielding the ball at first base has it or doesn't have it? And that's going to be the difference in the NCAA rulebook, and it's not the same in other rule sets. I'm speaking NCAA rules only, NCAA softball rules only. So keep in mind, that's what we read. Know what the rule is for what rule set you are calling. Obstruction is going to jump out and get you. Don't go in to a play setting yourself up to only see obstruction or not obstruction. What we first have to decide is safe or out. The obstruction is going to jump out at you. Process the play. We talk about slowing down the call, but it doesn't seem like it works so much. So one thing that I like to do when I teach newer umpires is before you make a decision on any play, just say your first and last name. And while you're saying it in your head, process what you just saw. And if you're ready to make a call before you say your name in your head, then you're going too fast. Slow down see everything, process everything, and then make your call. So boom, the play happens. Tony Williams. Now I make my call. Not a big long time. If you think that you need more time, if you got a long name, maybe you say your name faster. I don't know. Find something that works for you because we have to slow down and we have to process. We need that time to process. We're going to see the play, process the play, and then judge the play. Don't get them out of order. Don't call a girl out before the play has even happened. These players are incredible of making amazing plays, but we've got some fast players and things that happen. Let a player go through a path and make it. Are we calling a girl obstructed that had no chance of ever being safe? Was she clearly beaten by the throw? Was she clearly put out? Think about all those things before you just make your judgment and take a cop-out call of making obstruction. Really hard for a coach to argue obstruction, but when we go in and we see that video and we look at that film and we review it, be honest with yourself. Did I get it right? Did I get it wrong? Did I call it too early? What can I do to be better? Take a look at those rule changes, but until then, you guys be excellent.